Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Woody Allen Retrospective Podcast, The Warp Zone, for another episode of Not Woody Actually, NWA. This is the little podcast side series I've got where I talk about all the other stuff I don't want to put in the discussions, the reviews for adjacent or the Woody Allen movies. Thanks for tuning in. It's been a, such a busy ride. Ever since I came back from my 40th birthday celebration in Greece, I've been swamped. Uh, there's a lot to talk about. We've got uh, a, a listener question, which was great. We've got a couple of things I want to bring up. And you know what? Let's just get on with it, because I've got a lot I want to say. Um, the first thing I want to say is uh, thanks for you guys requesting. Some of you guys don't like Patreon. And you wanted me to come up with a one-time donation slash tip system where you just donate once, which is fine. There's a, a platform called Kofi. I mentioned it on the last episode. You can just do a one-time donation. It's a free dollar minimum, but the link will be down in the description. Just want to say thank you for even considering donating or tipping us, whatever you want to call it. We really appreciate it. Whether you're on Patreon or now Kofi, that's K-O-F-I-A. We really appreciate the support that you give. So let's move on with the show and the things I want to talk about. On the last episode of Adjacent, me and James spoke about that movie, Maybe I Do. And at the end of the discussion, I did something weird. I brought up this virtual wheel. I made James pick a number. He picked a number at random and he got 10. On the next discussion, on our next recording after this, you're going to hear us talk about the movie, The California Suite, a movie I haven't even seen before. And I want to talk about why. It's kind of a long story. I have a tendency to kind of ramble and talk very fast, so I just want to talk slowly. And I want to say thank you for listening to my explanation for what this is about. So, as it stands right now, me and James are waiting for a Woody Allen movie to come out. We're waiting for a Coop the Chance to come out so we can discuss it, review it, critique it, and have fun. Until then, we do Woody Allen adjacent. We find films that we link to Woody Allen or kind of contrast the themes to in that way. But last year... We did a really popular movie, which I didn't really want to do because I just think it's been done to death in the podcast space and on YouTube and then, you know, we did When Harry Met Sally and it was it's a great movie. And I don't want to be a snob. I don't want to be that guy that doesn't have the discussions about the really popular movies. My thing is, and I've said this multiple times, I think there's a lot of films that are under the radar that nobody really talks about that are really just as good but not as celebrated. And that's kind of what I want to focus on. So I was having this discussion with a couple of people in the Woody Allen subreddit. I'll give you guys a shout out. The Woody Allen subreddit is where the super Woody Allen fans are. And they were discussing that, you know what? We agree. You shouldn't just, you shouldn't just focus on the most popular rom-coms if you're going to do this. If you're going to do this, why don't you guys find a way to discuss movies that you guys don't even know about or have even read? And to be perfectly honest with you, I don't have an assistant to help me look through archives of movies. And, you know, there's a lot of lists out there. IMDb, AFI, the Criterion Collection. There's a lot of movies that me and James haven't seen that are probably just as good as a Woody Allen production that we want to find. So what can I do if I don't have an assistant? I need research help and we want to find these movies and we want to use I realize with the help of some people 
the best thing to do is use AI right now. Because AI is blowing up. Me and James already had a very long discussion about the dangers of AI. But, you know, I think AI is a tool. AI is a very useful tool. But, but when I hear people talking about AI, I think of this. Yeah, that South Park element. They're taking our jobs. Now, again, in, in the entertainment space, it is a big concern. That's why the writer strike happened and the actor strike. There's a lot of things that, because technology has advanced so much, they're using AI to write scripts. Now, listen, don't take my word for it. I'm going to link a video down below. I think Adam Conover spoke about this a lot. Adam Conover was a guy who did Adam Ruins Everything. A really good youtube um it wasn't a youtube series it was a youtube series that turned into a true team anyway i'm gonna put a link to how ai is disrupting a lot of industries but i think ai is a very useful tool and ai is my assistant in this endeavor where we're trying to find movies not only critically acclaimed movies that me and james haven't seen but movies that are just really good that are comparable to woody allen's writing style his caliber of work i use ai i use google bard to help me generate this list now this might be a bit nerdy and boring and i apologize if this is just boring you guys but i'm just giving you the behind the scenes info i told google bard that basically i i told them that we're super woody allen fans we want to find movies like woody allen's in terms of the right not just the writing style the caliber the quality I don't want to compare everything to Woody Allen. I want to find quality things and I want me and James to have that discussion, which is what we do. But I asked AI, what are the most celebrated rom-coms, mysteries, thrillers, movie genres that Woody Allen has done? What are those movies in those genres that are that caliber that we can equate to Woody Allen in some way? I'm kind of making this shorthand, but I was, I was a lot more in-depth now, the list it gave me was exhaustive, too exhaustive to be fair. And I had to prune it. I had to go back and check and prune it. And some of the years of the movies it gave me was wrong. But what I came up with was a list of movies from when Woody Allen started his career as a sole director in 1969. One movie a year that was critically acclaimed, loved by fans for whatever reason. I've got that list now. And I like the list. It's a good list. It's not just a list of the popular rom-coms. It's a lot of movies here that I've heard of that are really good, that are kind of Woody Allen-like, but different. Anyway, long story short, this is how it's going to go. James is going to recommend the movie. I'm going to recommend the movie. And then we're going to use this list. Now, previously, we, me and James were talking about names for this list. But I might leave it up to the patrons, to be honest with you. Um, the patrons are supporting us, so why not give them the power to name this list? I'm going to share this list with the patrons. If you're not a patron, then every week you'll hear what movie we're going to do, just like I did with James the last episode. But yeah, we've got a list, and the list, I like the list. I really do like the list. Some of the movies, Pretty Woman is in that list. Some other movies that are really popular, like The Truman Show. Some movies are in this list that we know about already, very popular. But some other movies we don't, like... The California Suite, which is what me and James are going to be talking about next. Anyway, so we've got that list of movies. Got to share that with the patrons. But one more wrinkle I want to add is I don't want to review these movies sequentially. 
I want to randomize the list. And that is what I did with James. There's a site out there called choicepicker.com or I can't remember, choicepicker.net or whatever. If you go there, you can put a list of items in there and it'll randomize it. And that's what I do with James. So James is going to have a pick. I'm going to pick a movie. Then we're going to randomize the other one. And that is the plan. We'll see how it goes. I'm excited about it because the list is really cool. I'll share this with James as well. If you're listening, James, I'll share it with you because I don't want you to pick any of these movies from your choices. Another question I get as well is if you, the listener, uh, recommend a movie to us, I'm happy to use my turn for your movie if it qualifies. We'll give the patrons first dibs at that. So, for example, if a patron recommends a movie to us, then I'll use my turn and me and James talk about that movie. Otherwise, it will go James, me, and then this list. Okay, call it the Woody Allen AI list for now or something. We'll, re- we'll rename that later. But anyway, that's it. Long-winded explanation. I hope that makes sense. <laughs> I think this is one of those things. It'll be more exciting as it unfolds. But that's the whole explanation. James is probably looking at the screen thinking, what's wrong with this guy? <laughs> as well as a lot of you. But um, that's it. Let's move on with the show. <laughs> There's other things I want to discuss apart from that. We had a listener question, a listener question, I'm getting tongue-tied, that was really thoughtful. It was about Matthew Perry, who had just passed, and um, I wanted to get James's take on this question. So now I'm going to stop talking. I'm going to go to James right now. We had this discussion. I recorded it separately. Let's inject that right here, and then we'll be right back. So James, thank you for joining me on the podcast just to ask this one question. I really appreciate your time. We got a question from a listener, Vernon Jackson, a very timely question uh, of recent in entertainment news. Matthew Perry, the star of Friends, uh, he played the character Chandler Bing. He passed away very sadly. And in relation to Woody Allen, um, we had a really great question. The question's simple. If Matthew Perry worked with Woody Allen, looking at his filmography, what film do you think he would work best in or would have excelled the best at? So I will pose that question to you first, James, and I'll answer after you. That's a very good question. I thought about this a while because if you're going for all time, if you're going for a movie he could have actually done when the movie was actually made, I'm going to go with if a movie that was that he could have been in and been age appropriate for at the time it came out. I'm going to go with Midnight in Paris. Okay. I think he could have played the, I think Owen Wilson was great in that movie, but Matthew Perry could have done it mm. um, and been very good. I don't know that if he could have been as good as Owen Wilson, but um, he could have been very good in the movie. I'd have to go though with, you could also easily put him in the John Cusack part in Bullets Over Broadway. Yeah, uh, he'd have been, I think, probably too young, yeah, for that at the time. But if we're if we're just going any movie, any time, he could have done that. I also think, and this is a little bit blasphemous, but if you it would it wouldn't have been as good a movie, wouldn't have been as classic a movie, but he could have played Woody's part in Annie Hall. Ooh. I'm not saying I I think he should have or that he would have been better. I'm saying he could have. Played that mm-hmm. I thought you were going to step on my toes and steal my idea. 
because I'm, and by the way, I'm glad you didn't answer that question in a rigid way. You went all across the spectrum, past, present, and future. Mm -hmm. I did think about this, but I keep on kind of flip-flopping on, well, let me just start with this. If we're going real time, you know, after Friends came out, something he might have got casting, and just like you would have replaced the Woody Allen character, I think the timing was perfect, but I don't think his star had climbed high enough in Friends for him to get this role. But I put to you, James, Chandler Bing, Matthew Perry could have played the main character in Deconstructing Harry. Especially like an older Matthew Perry? Yes, I could absolutely see that. Yes, that's why I, I don't think, even though Friends started airing in 1994, I believe, and Deconstructing Harry in 1997, I don't think he would have chosen for that part. Even if he had another part in that film, I think his um, charisma and his sarcasm would have been a perfect fit for that movie. Other than that, I also think one of my favorite movies, personal favorites, even though I know people don't like it as much as I, The Curse of the Jade Scorpion. Um, that's a role. Mm. Woody, Woody didn't even want to play that role himself. He had a problem with casting, apparently. So um, not the problems he has now with casting. <laughs> but then I think he would have been great with that movie as well. And lastly, going even further ahead, I think Magic in the Moonlight as well. I think that would have worked well for him. That persona is very similar. And I think those three would have done really well. Now, I wasn't as blasphemous as you. I didn't go all the way back to any But, you know, Matthew uh, Perry was a talent, man. And it, it was really sad to hear, you know, how he passed as well. I don't know if that was... Because, correct me if I'm wrong, James, I heard that he drowned in his jacuzzi after a heart attack. Yes. I mean, that's... I haven't heard much about it since the night it happened. I know that they said it was cardiac arrest. Yeah. And if someone was there and, you know, they were there to catch him or revive him before he fell under, it was it's just a sad state of affairs. But, you know, um, staying on the positive side of things, he actually got to release his memoir uh, earlier this year or, the, or last year. I can't remember which. And the sales have skyrocketed for that. Um, the the cast, I, I believe there was a funeral. They all, you know, Jennifer Anderson, all of them were there. Um, but I think they actually want to do something to commemorate him as well. But I, I think that after Friends, he was, again, Jennifer Anderson, Courtney Cox, I think, and even, um, I can't remember the actress's name who played Phoebe, Lisa, Lisa, Lisa Kudrow. Lisa Kudrow, that's it. They all did really well. And the men didn't do as well, to be honest with you. And he had a couple of movies that didn't land, you know, and people really thought he would be the breakout star in Friends. I thought it too. He was so funny, so funny in Friends. I well, I not only thought that he would be a breakout star as far as doing comedy, I thought he had the potential to be a really good dramatic actor, and yeah. that just never happened. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, if we read this book, maybe there's a reason. Maybe he stepped away from Hollywood because I think he did them. Um, did he do that movie called Analyze This? Was that the one he did with Robert De Niro? Was he in that? I don't remember. No, no, no. That was uh, The Whole Nine Yards. The Whole Nine Yards. Was. Ah, well, there you go. There you go. So, yeah. And sadly, I can't think of an uh, outside of Friends. I can't really think of something he did outside of Friends that he would not work. He had a bunch of, he, try, he kept trying with TV shows that didn't land. Uh, I, I think the only one that came close was he was on a uh, remake of the odd couple for several seasons oh wow. uh, 
and then there were there were movies none of the movies landed like i mean the whole nine yards i think did pretty well mm. but um i saw one just the other day in the uh the bargain bin at uh a walmart it was him and um elizabeth now uh elizabeth hurley i thought so i knew i was gonna see this buddy <laughs> i knew it yeah i can't remember forgetting sarah maybe is the name of it i know there was a movie called three to tango something with selma hayek which i can't remember that fool's russian i think that's the only one i actually saw with him in it but um yeah he just i think i don't know if it was him being nervous about stepping away from playing chandler and taking some risks but he just kept playing the same type of character and it didn't work as far as movies go and i don't know if maybe that was just some bad advice from you know maybe his agent was like hey don't take any risks and he was like okay um but yeah it's it's a shame and i think he would have in a woody allen movie i think woody could have brought the best out of him or it's given him a movie that's sort of above the rest of his mediocrity in terms of movies <laughs> i'm not trying to be um you know too hard with him i think he was a really talented comedic actor i would have liked to have seen more from him in, you know different shades different emotions but you know um, what i can all i can say is friends that that franchise obviously is is probably one of the world's biggest reoccurring running tv shows that i can assume lined his pockets for life um i don't really know about his marital life i don't know if he had kids or anything but you know i could only no i don't think he ever did yeah yeah i can only wish him the best and it's a shame maybe there is a movie that me and you don't know of that someone's like no he had that one movie no one saw let us know in the comments below if yeah. you did have one of those who knows maybe it's even uh you know woody allen light and we can talk about it yeah yeah we definitely will so thank you for the question vernon and james thank you for joining me to answer this question and now i'm gonna go back and continue doing the little solo thing i was doing so thanks james thank you for having me we're back you know what there's one thing i forgot to mention on the last recording when James mentioned, and I forgot to mention this, when we were talking about Maybe I Do. I was surprised to see William H. Macy because he's one of those actors where I'll sometimes wonder what happened to him. Because mm. he used to be in everything. And recently, I don't know if he's just slowed down or what's been going on, but I, I can't even remember the last movie I saw him in. I forgot to mention that William H. Macy, I think he just disappeared into that role of Shameless. So Shameless is a British television series that was very very good it was about a waste of a man father with a lot of kids that didn't take care of them and it got adapted to american network and william h macy was the main character and he just dove into that role it was i think it was very successful i was surprised how successful it was i personally think the british version was better but that's where William H. Macy disappeared to for the most part, James. I forgot to mention that. If you guys have seen Shameless, either the British one or the US remake, let me know. William H. Macy is a phenomenal actor. And yeah, he did disappear from doing as much role as he did in the past because of that series. Won a lot of awards across the board. Went for, what, thir was, it thir was it 13 seasons? I don't know. It went for a very long time. But James, I forgot to mention that. And for the listeners, he fought the same way. Um, yeah, 
So I guess I'm going to wrap up on someone recommended. Um, they found out that I do book reviews on my YouTube channel. And they wondered if I'd read any books recently that Woody Allen might adapt or anything. I don't know. Woody Allen adapts plays a lot, as we know. I read two books this year, especially when I was on my trip for my birthday, that really had me thinking of Woody Allen. The first book was called, the book is called, this is what it's called, Homeromantic Comedy. And as soon as I read the title, I'm like, okay, I actually thought it was going to be trash. The book was better than I thought. The book's called A Romantic Comedy by Curtis Stittenfield. It was... Uh, the, the two characters and their romance at the end, it was done well, but it was set in this fictional Saturday Night Live kind of scenario, which I found meh. But when the book got to the two characters, it was a better story. But to be honest with you, no. I thought because it was called a romantic comedy, maybe this is something that might be on Woody Allen's caliber. It wasn't. The next book I read kind of was. And this book is a was it's a bit risque because of the subject matter. The book is called Cassandra in Reverse. It was made by Holly Smale. And it's a book, it's another romantic comedy with a bit more of an interesting twist. The first twist is it's a kind of a time loop story like Groundhog Day. The second, I'm not going to call this a twist, it's just one of the things that makes the book a little bit more different is that the main character has autism. And it's a, it was a very challenging book at first because I've only met one other person with autism and setting this main character as a romantic lead with autism, it's, it, it was interesting. And I actually think this is a book Woody Allen could adapt. Now, it's a discussion I would have with um, James, to be honest with you. I appreciate the book for its, obviously, its diverse, diversity and um, inclusion, which I know is, then sounds a little bit triggering and a little bit like I'll try to be woke. But I'm just, it was nice to read a book from a different perspective. How many Romantic comedies have we seen about the single white guy, single white girl, you know even different it doesn't matter about the ethnicity but the the template is set this was a different template this woman was it was it was and it was interesting i don't want to say it was an ordeal but it was a challenging book to get through because her autism led her into a, a very toxic cycle i don't want to spoil the book by the end, I was very impressed with it. The first half, I was, it was a chore. It was quite painful. But honestly, I think this would be a really interesting book if someone like Woody Allen would adapt it. Do I think it will be adapted into a book? I think there'll be a lot of backlash. I think people would not be happy with, I think people will say that with maybe the whoever adapts this isn't being sensitive enough. And even the book made me understand the character a lot more. It was an eye-opening book, to be perfect. It really was. By the end, I was actually glad I read it. But I do feel like you need to have a bit of patience, in my opinion. And understand what you're getting into. But Cassandra in Reverse, I would recommend it. I would. I listened to the audiobook of Audible. It's a bestseller. 
and I appreciated the perspective. And I think this is the kind of thing I would love to see Woody Allen do because it's different. And it adds that little fantasy spice that Woody Allen does sometimes, which he hasn't done in a while, I don't think. I think the last time he did that was, is it To Roam With Love, where he was that singer in the bathtub. Just this little fan. That's why I reminded me of Woody Allen. It had that little fantasy element. But the fact that the, the main character has autism as well and is in this kind of a toxic cycle, I think Woody Allen would knock this movie out of the park. Would, do I think in reality he would touch it? No. <laughs> so let me hand the question off to you, my listener. What do you think? Is there any movie, or no, movie, is there any book you think he would adapt or could adapt or you think in some alternate reality he'll be good at adapting? Let us know in the comments down below. Now, I was, again, meant to be on something else, but I've run out of time. We are getting ready for our next recording as well. It's coming to Christmas. It's a hectic time. And um, I just want to say thank you so much for supporting the show. Thank you for listening. Thank you for the idea to join Kofi. And by the way, join the comment section. We've got a comment section video where you can leave a comment on any discussion we've done, any review, share your thoughts, any critique. That's what it's there for. You guys have been leaving comments and deleting them. Why? Don't do that. Don't do that. Let the comments stand. Anyway, um, I'll probably do another one of these in March or something because I think there's something I wanted to address as well. But for now, I have run out of time and we're hitting the what, 20 minute mark. That's enough of that. I hope you enjoy what we got cooking. I hope you guys have a great rest of your year. You're hearing this after Thanksgiving, Black Friday. I hope you have a great one. And we'll see you before the Christmas period. And how could I forget? You had a request from James to do his Woody Allen Top 10. He has done it. And I think you're going to hear that in the new year. Yeah, I think we're going to leave that one for the new year. We don't want to give too much extra episodes. We'll hear that in the new year. So thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for supporting us. We'll see you on the next recording for another episode of Woody Allen Adjacent.